What's up, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's ABC. Coming at you, like super recorded, for my lovely studio here in Kent, Washington. Welcome to the ABC podcast, where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. Again, there's not going to be a call-in, because I'm pre-recording this. And it seems like the problems with Blog Talk Radio is just getting worse. Like, from where before, I can actually call in, connect, and sometimes it'll, it'll kick me off. And I connect again, and it'll kick me off. And that's when I decided to record and then upload, because I can't do live at that point. But, and sometimes I'll, I'll start the show, and then it'll kick me off mid-show. So I finish the recording and then upload it. This time, I can't even connect. It's like Block Talk Radio isn't even there. So I don't know if they took that particular... If they took that particular call server offline or whatever, but I can't even connect. It's like Block Talk Radio isn't even there. It is what it is. Today, I want to talk about. Say, I want to talk. I want to help you guys with your profiles because I look around. I look around these dating sites, and what I see is just appalling. It's like people. It's like y'all don't even. You guys have no clue how to advertise yourselves. And I look and, okay, I've never been an advertising firm executive. I get that. But growing up in L.A., you learn a thing or two about how to advertise yourself. Not how to advertise, how advertisements go, because advertisements in L.A. are everything. So you learn about ad campaigns. You learn about, you learn about different advertising media and things like that. So you learn how... Things are marketed because Los Angeles, like especially back in the 80s, oh my God, LA back in the 80s was a haven for marketing, right? Everything was marketed to people in LA because of valley culture and things like that. The yuppies, like LA and New York were hotspots for yuppies. So advertising was advertising was huge, huge in LA and New York. So everything is advertising, advertising, advertising. So you kind of grew up in that culture. I know I grew up in that culture somewhat, right? Now that I am the age that I am, and I've grown up from that, and that's still being in my mind, because I, you know, you still see advertisements everywhere, because of course we're capitalists, so the advertising is going to be everywhere. Let's, let's not get that twisted. But in that, when you get on these dating sites and you have no clue what you're after, you don't know your target audience, you don't know how to sell yourself, you don't know how to pitch yourself, but you expect somebody to buy your product. And it's the most appalling thing I've ever seen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do you guys a solid and I'm going to help you guys out. And hopefully, hopefully, you guys can see where where things go wrong, where you crash your own planes, and then change it, and then maybe, maybe you'll get some, maybe you'll start getting some quality responses. Because from the things that I see, I'm looking at it as, okay, if I were a good man providing, protecting, and, you know, I'm... I'm emotionally intelligent, I'm available, and all this all these things that women say they want, right? And I, I already addressed that in a previous show. But let's just say, for all intents and purposes, everything a woman wants, and I'm looking, and I'm single, I'm out on the market, I'm looking on these dating apps, and I'm looking for somebody that I can take seriously for the rest of my life and provide, and protect, provide for and protect them, right? I give them everything they want and everything they need, and I'm there for them in every way. 
and I'm looking for somebody like that. And I run across some of these profiles and I'm like, what is it that this person wants? And what, what is it that this person has to offer me? And again, a lot of you, especially the older women, the younger women can kind of get away with it because they're younger and that, and all that, that entails. But the older women that get back out there, absolutely appalling. And it's absolutely appalling what they, what they expect given the effort that they put in. I'm just going to say that. All right. So this is what I'm going to spend a couple hours talking. Well, not a couple hours because I have it. I have a but first coming that's going to bake your noodles. But and however long that's going to take, however long that's going to take. But I'm going to spend the rest of the show talking about that. And then when I go do the Saturday thing with the Plenty of Fish profiles, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. Now, again, this is radio. It's not it's not YouTube, so I can't screen share. Again, audio only, right? However, I'll do the best I can to describe what it is I'm seeing. I'm seeing because what I see is, yeah, yeah, I, y'all need help. That's all I got to say about that. Y'all need help. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you guys. So this is going to be the most important show, especially if you're on a dating app. This is going to be the most important show that I'm going to do in a while. And this, it behooves you to listen to this if you're on a dating app. If you're not on a dating app, um, you'll get your A. Enjoy your day. You don't need to be in this class. If you are on the dating app, listen up, take notes, because this is going to be for you. All right? Cool. But first, single women, especially the younger single women, I don't think you understand what's in store, what's coming down the pike for you guys. Because I, again, going around YouTube, just looking for something for entertainment. And there's a YouTuber out there. Her name is Shuan Head. Her, she goes by Shuan Head. Shuan Head did a video about the epidemic of male loneliness and the response. This is, well, just the stuff that she exposed. The response to the male loneliness epidemic to begin with is very toxic because you have leftists, and this is. This is one reason why I left the left. All right. This is, this is just one of the many reasons why I left the left. Because when it came to men's issues, the thing about the left is that they'll say, Oh, male tears. Oh, boo hoo. Get out of your fields. Um, maybe you should try being better. Maybe you should try not being, maybe, maybe you should try not being somebody who sexually assaults people. Maybe you should try being a better person. Maybe you should try shucking the patriarchy. Maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. And then maybe loneliness will get. Or maybe you should try being a better person. Maybe you should try being a happier person. Maybe maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. And then the most appalling ones say, well, we don't care about their feelings. We got over we got these things over here we're dealing with. Or why should we deal with their feelings when why should we deal with their feelings? Because they're men. They they have what they need. They should be, you know, they should be able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And this is the this is that's a summary of all the well, not all the responses. But the leftist response to the male loneliness epidemic is that. And then they wonder why it is that young men are going to the right. As if men who are experiencing this this epidemic of loneliness are supposed to glom on to people who are trying to who are minimizing and marginalizing their issues. And the most retarded thing I've heard, I've ever heard, was the fact that you can't marginalize people with privilege. That's this retarded. That's a retarded line of thought. And it only serves to justify feral uh feral bully, feral pack mentality and bully behavior. 
and the champions of feral pack mentality and bully behaviors are leftists and Marxists. Let's not get that twisted, all right? There's nobody on the right is all leftists and Marxists who who have they've cornered the market on feral bully behavior and and um and pack mentality. So let's not get that twisted. So they do all this in attack of men and then expect men to follow them in their ideology. And then when they when they do find a message of hope on the right, because remember they they're taking on anti they they they've attached themselves to Andrew Tate and whatever podcast and Fresh and Fit. And Fresh and Fit, whatever podcast and Andrew Tate gives them they give them a bit of hope because they say they look, masculinity is not what Masculinity is not what they're putting it out to be. Masculinity is not that, it's this. And as long as you're this, this, and this, then you can achieve what you want. Contrast that, contrast that with the left, who says, who says, we don't care about your problems. Your mail tears are your issues. Your fee fees are not my problem. Um, pull yourself by, up by your bootstraps. Ha ha, you're lonely. Ha ha, you're lonely. You deserve it. So you under, so you understand the, um, the direction that goes. You understand the direction that goes of why men are going the way they're going. And then when they go the way they're going, leftists still come and they say, oh, they're Nazis now, they're they're white supremacists because they're listening to Andrew Tate and Fresh and Fit, they're misogynists because they listen to whatever podcast. So men can't win either way with the left, so of course they're going to the right. But to the young women who are, to the young women who find themselves caught up in this, right? And they say what they say about men and men's issues. And they feel how they feel about men. Let me offer you a warning. And this is coming down the pipe. And again, I'm just going to put the information out there. You do with it what you want. But in the next 25 to 30 years, you want to talk about female irrelevance? See, here's the thing. Women, and I get it, since the feminist movement, women made a lot of strikes. Here's the problem. Women have strided themselves right out of needing men. And a lot of women celebrate that, and I get that. A lot of women celebrate being independent from what they would call the patriarchy. They make their own money. They can live their lifestyle free from men. And so they, so you hear people like Cher and Madonna, they say, well, we don't need men. What do we need men for? Hey, we got our own. We don't need men to provide for us anymore. We don't need men to do this. We don't need men to do that because we have, we already have it. Yet. When it comes when it comes to a time to flip that, women say men need women to appropriate. If men want to carry on their seat, they need women. So women have this they have this um leverage on men to say, We don't need you to provide for us because that was historically your job. Yet you still need us to carry on your lineage. You still need us to spit out your children to carry on your bloodline. And they use that as leverage. Well, let me tell you something. In 25 or 30 years, and this is a warning, and whatever you do with this information that I'm about to put out right now is what you do with it. But it behooves you to listen. Let me tell you what's coming down the pike in about 25 to 30 years. I'm going to bring it up. Now, um, CNN Health. I was Again, CNN. No bastion of right-wing politics, right? Let me, uh, let me, because I think I closed it out. Um, da -da -da, so here it is. CNN Health. Let me let me pull that up. Computer's being a little slow. That's fine. CNN Health. This is by Jen Christensen, September nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Wow, that was only three months ago. Sure was. Check this out. 
FDA advisors discuss the future of artificial womb for human infants. No, 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 no. Let me let me read because the the picture and they have a video of a lamb in a plastic bag. Now, again, this plastic bag is going to serve as an artificial womb. Well, what they do, what they did was they had this lamb that was born premature that was still inside his bag of waters. They took that and they transplanted it into this paper bag with this tube that feeds and nourish that, that nourishes it. As this lamb grows and his lungs develop into a point where it's sentient, now that this um, lamb is now that this lamb is ready to be born, you can birth this lamb out of this artificial womb. But hold on, hold on. Let me read the article. CNN. Independent advisors to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration are meeting this week, and this was back in this was back in September. To discuss the regulations, ethics, and possibilities of creating an artificial womb to increase the chances that extremely premature babies would survive without long-term health problems. Although no such device has been tested in humans, similar ones have been used in a handful of cases to successfully develop animals. On Tuesday, during the first day of their two-day meeting, the advisors considered um, what human traits could look like. I mean, I'm sorry, human trials can look like. An artificial womb for humans wouldn't be a scientific would be a scientific advance that can help solve a major problem. Preterm births are the number one killer of children under the age of five, according to the World Health Organization. Because the baby's lungs and brain finish developing late in pregnancy, a child born prematurely risks a lifetime of health problems, including trouble breathing, gastrointestinal issues, and hearing problems, developmental developmental delays, and cerebral palsy. Prematurity has become a growing problem in the U.S. The number of preterm births increased from 10.1% of all babies born in 2020 to 105 in 2021, according to the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. The issue disproportionately affects African Americans who give birth prematurely at a rate that is 50% higher than those of white and Hispanic people. And again, that's because of a lot of other factors like diet, Diet, lifestyle, um, health choices as far as drinking and smoking all, and all that that's concerned. But I'm not going to get into that. This is not the show for that. Now, an artificial womb, continuing on, an artificial womb is not designed to replace a pregnant person. It could be used from, it could not be used from conception until birth. Put a pin in that, all right, because I'm going to come back to that thought. Rather, it can be used to help a small number of infants before, born before 28 weeks of pregnancy, which is considered extremely pre, extreme prematurity. Less than 1% of babies are born this early. Now, understand something. CNN Health says that this, cannot, this artificial womb cannot replace a pregnant person. It cannot be used from conception until birth. Okay, fine. And that's cool. But they forgot the word yet. See, it can't, re- it can't, it can't be used to, from conception until birth yet. But what's coming down the pipe? Well, what do you need? See, a lot of y'all don't understand how how this whole this whole gestational thing works. This whole pregnancy thing works. So let me give you a down and dirty rundown. Again, forty years in the medical industry, I should think I know what I'm talking about. Now, women go. A woman goes fertile. The um. Her egg sac spits out, spits out an oocyte. The oocyte goes, there's, uh, the fallopian tubes have a ciliac lining, which means there's little, little, teeny, tiny microscopic hairs that help move the oocyte along the tube into the uterus. Pregnancy happens when fertilization happens. 
fertilization happens inside the fallopian tube. The fertilized egg, see what see what happens with the you know this and I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I'm rehashing something that you learned in sixth grade, but there are seriously people out here that don't get this. And I need to and I need to use this as a backdrop for what I'm about to go when I told you to put a pin in. All right. Now as the as the cilia in the in the fallopian tube move the egg along, uh, sperm cells find themselves going into the uterus, up the fallopian tubes, and and um, and and impregnating and fertilizing the egg. The fertilized egg comes out of the fallopian tube and implants itself to the uterus. It, it attaches itself to the uterus. From that, at the point of that attachment, is the point where the umbilical cord develops. And as the as the oocyte splits and divides and turns itself into a fetus, the the umbilical cord develops, and so the fetus starts starts taking nutrients from the vessels that line the uterus. Now, and the baby grows from there. All right. Now, back to let's take a pin off that thought. Let's take the pin out of that thought and let's let's go back to it. Now, an artificial womb is not designed to replace a pregnant person. It cannot be used from conception until birth. Yet, however, you don't need much. You don't need much to build a uterus. As a matter of fact, if you're going to use artificial womb technology, then all you need to build a uterus is, again, well, not again, but all you need to build a uterus is some kind of a, some kind of a synthetic skin. Well, they don't have synthetic skin. Really? They don't have synthetic skin? So let's check this out. Um, where is this? A CNN Health. Here we are. This is National Library of Medicine. This one, when was this published? Oh, does this have a publication date? 1981. Yeah, 1981. Successful use of a physiological, physiologically acceptable artificial skin in the treatment of extensive burn injury. They already have artificial skin out there, and they can build a uterus using that. Well, what else do you need? You need you need blood vessels for the for the nutrients to actually get to where the where the where the fetus attached to the uterus, right? Because again, that's where that's how the fetus draws is through the vessels in the uterus. Well, now that you have the skin, all you need is the vessels. Well, how do you build that? It's called nanotechnology. Nanotechnology? Well, let's see. Science Tech Daily. Revolutionizing nanotechnology, photonic cavities that self-assemble in the atomic level. Now, are you telling me that with nanotechnology, they can have photonic cavities that self-assemble at, assemble at the atomic level? And this is photonic cavities. You don't think they can use? You don't think they can use nanotechnology to go into artificial skin? And build um, and build conduits, build nutrient conduits all over artificial skin, so that nutrients can, so that the nutrients can act like it can act like blood vessels that deliver nutrients to a to an embryo that attaches itself to the wall of the skin in this uterus, and then using artificial womb technology can grow this baby. It's coming. Uh, I I'm telling you, it's coming. MIT, every okay, yeah, I told you. MIT, everything you need to know about artificial wounds. They're twenty-five to thirty years. It's going to be here. Um, I guarantee. I guarantee you this. All right. And in twenty-five to thirty years, the same women that say 
we don't need a man because um, we can live a lifestyle regardless of what a man earns. We can we can get that for ourselves, but men need us to procreate and carry on their line. Well, guess what? That's going to be gone. And when that's gone, what will you have to leverage? Because you're going to go to you're going to go to a man thinking that you can leverage your ability to have his child, and the man's going to be the man's going to be like, "F you! I can go pay I can go pay fifty thousand dollars and grow and grow my own child, and I don't have to I don't have to risk losing it court. I don't have to risk paying child support. It'll just be me and my child going through life together. Then what will you have? When men turn around and say, you know what, we don't need you for anything anymore. Because remember, we may, we have our own, you have your own. You, we live our lifestyle, you live your lifestyle. We have our money, you have your money. We have our things we build, you have your things you build. But whereas you, we needed you before to carry on online, we don't need that anymore. So we really don't need women anymore. Then where will you be? See... You know, women clowned the men's movement because of the epidemic of lonely men. But wait till the loneliness hits women when they when men realize that they don't need women anymore, not even to have the kids. I'm gonna let you still in marinate. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you marinate on that thought for a second, all right? Onto the onto the lecture. Now when we talk about these profiles. See, and here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that when you put yourself, first of all, first of all, oops, sorry, hitting my microphone. Actually, let me draw it in a little closer. First of all, when we talk about dating apps, all right, I put out a show yesterday, and stupid me forgot to upload it yesterday, so I uploaded it this morning. But I, 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 did, I did a show yesterday. Had to record because of, of the calling problems, but... Put out the show yesterday, and I and I told you why I don't like. I personally don't like dating apps. I I just don't do it anymore. I did it when I was. I did it back when I was dating before before I got with my girlfriend many years ago. But um, even if even if things were to deteriorate and I find myself back on dating market, I won't do this. I won't do the dating apps anymore because I don't see paying so much money to these dating apps for something that. I literally can just walk out the front door and do. Okay, so again, I get the whole conveniencing of it, and you can just sit in your bed and just swipe, swipe for a match, and you don't have to get up and go out the door and socialize with people. Okay, I like socializing. That's just my thing. So it was easy for me, but so I don't see, I don't see myself. But I, I get it. So a lot of you are on these dating apps, and you, and some, some of you are, are actually locked into it. Where you know you're already paying your money and contract is signed, so you have to be there, and I get it. So if that's your case, then this show is for you, and I want to help you make your online presence on these dating on these dating sites. Um, I want you to help solidify your position on these dating sites. So what I'm going to do is, even before I start the lecture, uh, I'm going to go ahead since this is my Saturday special. In preparation for this, I'm just going to take a small break, a 10-minute break. And then when I come back on the other end of this, then I'm going to tell you the science behind building a good profile, because there is a science, and the science is derived off of more more successful advertising campaigns. I've mentioned that in the previous show. And 
how you can leverage successful advertisement campaigns to get yourself more matches. We're going to do that. All right. So hang out, uh, go do something for 10 minutes. I'm going to run my normal commercials. And then when we come back, we'll get started on that. Uh, you're listening to ABC podcast Saturday special. We'll be back. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounder, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big tootsie roll pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have tootsie roll pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are said fun to eat. That's 
That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies, and in between, an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power.
S, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff. Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. So what I wanted to talk about again, I want to, I want to help you guys with your dating app profiles because honestly, I look around and it's just sad what I see. So what I'm going to do is, oh well, <laughs> there we go. Um, I didn't know the music was still playing. That's funny, but the, here's the and here's the thing. When I look around at these profiles, it, it's 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 really sad. It's you're kind of sad and pathetic, and you just kind of feel for these people because, like, eh, I kind of understand why you're still on here and checking your profile, and you're not getting, you have no responses, or you get a couple of responses, but they're from like real weirdos and creeps, and you're wondering what the hell am I doing? What the hell is going wrong? That I'm. This is my experience, right? Because I've been there. I've been there, and you know, I've gotten the response from these weird women. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're out there. They're out there. Women can be just as weird as men. That's another thing there where equality kind of rules is that there are women out there that are just as weird as men. And I've dealt with some. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't get me wrong. I was on Plenty of Fish and I met some pretty cool people on Plenty of Fish. Three, that are, three really that I could think of that, that stand out in my mind. But I'm patient. <laughs> um, but all in all, you have to really know how to put things together. And I think it's because my, and I'm only speculating. This is why I say I think it's because I'm speculating here. But my speculation leads me to kind of think, or redundancy, 
I got to stop that. But what I've been led to believe is this. Um, when you when people sign up for these profiles or on these dating sites, or even if they go, remember, you used to go to the whole single thing in a matchmaker. The first big mistake that I can, I think I can point out is the fact that when you going in, you don't understand, you don't understand the world. You think is, and I don't, and I don't mean that to mean like you don't understand what's going on out there in reality and things like that. That's not what I mean. I mean, you don't understand the world of online dating. That's what I mean. And I think you go in with one expectation, right? But, or one expectation of what it's going to be, but it's completely different because online dating, again, it's, it's a different, just mechanically, it's a different beast. So you have to know what it is. You have to have a strategy. You have to have a game plan. Like no team goes into a game without a game plan because that's just, that's just dumb. They're going to lose every game doing that, going in without a game plan. So what do teams do? Let's take these football teams. Let's take Florida State, who just got murdered by freaking Georgia, right? Because it didn't look like they have a game. They had a game plan together, which I don't understand. Because, well, never mind. I'm not even going to get into that because Florida State, I I stood up for you when you got snubbed. I stood up for you and I spoke up for you. And this is how you treat me. But I'm. This is not the show for that. This is the show to help you. This is the show to help you improve your profiles. So you got to go in with a game plan. Don't be like Florida State. Go into a, go into online dating with a game plan. And your game plan is going to be this. All right? This is a successful game plan for online dating. You say, I am going to market myself to the best of my abilities. I am going to put a product out there that nobody can resist. Now, how do we do that? Well, there's nothing wrong, just like... Um, a lot of good teams do. They watch game film, right? Not, don't be like Florida State and not watch the damn game film before going in with going in against Georgia. Um, be like Georgia. Watch the game film and plan your strategy around that. Well, what do you mean by game film? Simple. You go to some of the most successful advertisement campaigns and see what they do. See what they do. That's the reason why people just flock to their stuff of just name alone. Because now we're at the point. Where we're at the point where we've been at the point since the eighties, but we're at the point where you could just mention a name and you understand the popularity. Coke, Pepsi, McDonald's, you understand that these are global, these are globally recognized and globally sought after products. How did this happen? Because it didn't happen, it didn't happen overnight, true. But it happened because of wildly successful advertisement campaigns. That's where it starts. And then putting out a relatively to three quarters to all the way decent products. McDonald's used to be, they used to be a really good fast food, fast food restaurant. And it's still, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into it because I have my thoughts about, about restaurants that go chain. I have my thoughts about that, but, and this is not the show for that. But what I, my point is you have to look at the advertisement campaign. Once you have a good product going, you have to you have to market it successfully. And when you market it successfully and you bring the people in and then you let the people decide their dedication to your product. Now, Oak and Pepsi and McDonald's back in the day, they put out such a good product that when they advert when they ran these successful advertisement campaigns, people went and bought their stuff, found out how good it was, 
Word of mouth spread around, advertisements, more advertisements, more money they brought in, more advertisements they could put out, more advertisements they could put out, more people bought it, along with word of mouth, and they started making money, and they started, and the whole thing just snowballs from there, right? That's the approach that you have to take with, um, hold on, let me see something. Let me just make sure. Okay, cool. That's the, that's the approach that you have to take. When going into these dating profiles, you have to have you have to take that approach. You have to say, my product has to be good. Your product is you, all right? So you have to be good. And I'll, I'll get to it later because <laughs> I was going to say something, but no, I'll save that. I'll put a pin in that thought real quick. Your product has to be good. I'm just going to say that right now. So once, you're, once you make sure that your product is good, then you got to advertise yourself so that people will be drawn in. And the one and the one mistake, the one biggest, the biggest mistake that I see people make is with the pictures. Now, anybody, if you've been to Universal Studios, right? There's a section of the tour where they go and you see a lot of things that they used to use for commercials, and they and they'll tell you like how these how commercials, how pictures and stuff are taken for commercials when they film commercials, the things that they use because they don't use a product in the for commercials. They don't use the actual product. What they use are mock-ups and the mock-ups are designed a certain way to 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 appeal. To to appeal visually. And it may be something like using lard, using colored lard in in place of actual ice cream. Why? Because lard doesn't melt in the in the in the photo lights, in the photo studio lights. So when you take the picture of the lard with the chocolate sauce on it, it looks just like ice cream, but just not melted because they're because the lard will withstand the heat of the um of the of the studio lights. Things like that. Things like using cardboard things like using cardboard inside the burger to prop them up and make them look taller. Things like that. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. However, with these pictures, you got to make yourself, you got to, you got to appeal. You got to be front and center. And my reference is, my reference is a particular Pepsi, a particular Pepsi ad, right? Now, I pulled up a Pepsi out of DeviantArt and I'll leave this, I'll leave this up so that when the show is over and I upload it, I can actually link to it when I do the show notes. But this particular Pepsi ad is is great because there's the slim little bottle of Pepsi and it's against a wall with raindrops on it and it looks like it's overlooking some kind of a town or a city. Now, here's the deal, and here's what I love about this picture, and here's why I find this picture so appealing, is because the raindrops are kind of clear, the background is blurry, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute. But the background is blurry. You can see the raindrops, but the clearest shot is the Pepsi bottle. That's front and center. That's perfectly centered. Not perfectly centered because, like, again, the uh, the bottom of the Pepsi lines with the bottom of the picture. And there's a little blurb above it. But as far as side, from side to side, the, set, the Pepsi bottle is perfectly centered. And the Pepsi bottle is very, very clear, unlike the water and the background, which are which are kind of blurred. But you understand that it's rain. there's rain on the – you understand that there's rain on the window. And then the city in the back, but this pep, this bottle of Pepsi is front and center. Okay, now the the blurb at the top is, and I quote: "A chance to rest from yesterday's move-in and pull to and put tomorrow in focus. A chance to lounge with your spouse. A lazy rainy day and an ice cold Pepsi cola. 
Pepsi has a taste as big as your tomorrow with energy to match. You've got a lot to live. Pepsi's got a lot to give. That is an amazing ad, an amazing ad. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, the product is front and center and very clear. You see what it is and, and you understand the star of the advertisement is the bottle of Pepsi. And then Pepsi is, our product is good. What what my product can do for you? It's not, the, the biggest mistake I see people make, and again, when I go through these profiles, I'm going to put it out, I'll, I'll, I'll illustrate it, I'll, I'll, I'll highlight it, I'll put I'll put a highlighter on it. The biggest mistake people make is they go, they go into these profiles and they talk about themselves and then they talk about what they're looking for. And I get it. That's been the historical knowledge. Fine. But when you're talking about advertising yourself, see, one thing Pepsi didn't do, Pepsi didn't say, well, if you smoke, we don't want you drinking our products. If you drink, we don't want you. If you're, if you believe in Christianity or Catholicism or if you're a Muslim, we don't want you buying our products. Pepsi doesn't do that. No, no product in their white right mind would do that. Ford doesn't say, "Well, if you own, if you previously owned a Chevy, we don't want you driving our vehicles." That would be an airheaded thing to do. Okay, so again, why people do this in their profiles is beyond me. Especially when you're trying to advertise yourself and you're trying to appeal to somebody, right? Which, again, have to know your target audience. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it now. What Pepsi did was they they their message is simple. We know you, we know what you do, we understand you, and we're here for you. You've got a lot to live, Pepsi's got a lot to give. We're here, we're here for you, we understand you. That's why people buy Pepsi. It also helps that Pepsi tastes good. Pepsi's one of my it used to be well I stopped drinking soda, I did. Um, I started drinking soda in 2017. Now, what I'm not going to tell you how we came, how that came about, because Beyonce had a lot to do with that, and maybe I'll do, maybe I'll address that in a future show. Who knows? Or, yeah, yeah, I'll address it in a future show when I talk about like health, healthy lifestyles and things like that, and how good that is for your dating, for your dating life. But just suffice it to say, I I quit drinking soda in 2017. Did I relapse? Yeah, but. I find that Pepsi, Coke, Sprite, anything with anything that's made with high fructose corn syrup, I can't do it. I'll take a sip and it's like, no, hell no, because it's it's just it's horrendously sweet. And especially if it's a diet, no, can't do diets either. Diets even worse. So again, it's it's something something I did something that triggered something in my brain and I just can't do it anymore. The taste is just completely different, and I can't handle it. So I don't. I just don't drink soda anymore, unless it has like unless it's like Hanson's with natural sugar. But um, even then, that's limited. So back to my point. Um, Pepsi is one of the most popular sodas out there, and it was one of the sodas that I used to drink like a lot. Coke, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Really, wasn't a big fan of Coke. But Pepsi was where I was. So I understood where I understood why people flocked to it because with advertisements like that and with the product that it was, maybe not anymore, but with the product that it was, then um, you can understand why people flock to that. It's the same thing. Let's talk about Coke because Coca-Cola, do I even have Coke pulled up? Coca-Cola is another one that's wildly popular because they put out a 
they put out a product that people loved and an advertisement and advertisement campaigns that were wildly successful. Now, one of them, one of the ones that I found, and, and again, these are magazine ads because I believe that back before this whole internet thing happened in the 90s, you know, with our vice was either television or magazines. That's where we, that's where most of our media came from. Either television or magazines. Yeah, we read books, but really it was the magazines and it was the television. That was just it. If you're an exer, you know what I'm talking about. So we, so in order to get, in order to get a successful ad campaign in a magazine, you had to know what you're talking about and your little blurb had to be something that really catchy and Coke. Had a really nice one from back in what's this the fifties the forties, but this is good because it says drink drink Coca Cola delicious and refreshing. Okay, that's that's our that's me talking about myself, and it says make lunchtime refreshment time. Then it says life sparkle. Hold on, let me see if I can enlarge this. Life sparkle and taste give ice cold Coca Cola that refreshing something you want with lunch. It's a natural partner of good things to eat. A drink that makes lunchtime refreshment time. Try it yourself today. Like, and the advertise it's it looks like it's a Norman Rockwell type of painting, of course, from back in the forties, right? But these two women and they're drinking coke and they're having lunch together, and you know they're smiling and everything. And there's another picture of a hand holding a glass of coke. It's a it's like a sepia picture. Uh, let's see. Uh, this thing glass is recognized and welcomed everywhere. You see what Coke did there, though? You can't have lunch and not have Coke. That's basically that's basically their thing. So you go to you go you go have lunch, you have a Coke, and you drink this Coke. And it's like wow, it really goes good with lunch. Boom, successful advertisement along along with a good product. Now you have a loyal following. Do you understand how that works? Let me go through one more. Let's go to McDonald's, right? McDonald's. Now, McDonald's had one in the UK. Not sure when this was put out, but this one here is, um, this one here, it says balance. And it says, and it's got a 2% carton of milk on top of a burger that's on top of some fries. And it says meat, potatoes, and milk. Balance again appealing to the food groups, right? Because this this came out of at a time where food groups were being really being hammered in schools and stuff. You know, get your get all of your get one from every food group. That time where this was being pushed, and so it says meat, potatoes, and milk. Balance come from eating a variety of foods because nutritionist degree. No food, no one food provides all the necessary nutrients. At McDonald's, we offer one hundred percent pure American beef. We offer fish and poultry, lettuce and tomatoes, and more. Variety in our menu means you can balance what you order. And make sure your McDonald's meal balances with other meals you eat. Because we want McDonald's food to fit comfortably into your well-balanced diet. Better for you. Better for us. More information about our menu items. Um, and that restaurant manager turned the page, whatever. It's a magazine ad, so of course. It's a good time for the great taste. That's when that's when that was McDonald's uh, slogan. You remember that if you're an expert. But you see what they did there? Hey, our stuff is healthy. Our stuff, we have a little bit of the four fruit groups. Come in and try us. It's better for you. And what's good for you is good for us. They said, they even said it. Better for you, better for us. 
you understand what they did there. The next one is the next one is also McDonald's, and it says Jimmy mother Jimmy's mother knows knows McDonald's hamburgers are one hundred percent beef. This one's from the seventies, and they say Jimmy just knows they're good. It's really kind of disappointing. This is the blurb that's on the bottom of this. It's really kind of disappointing. We'd like children to know why the hamburgers are so good. We tell our meat suppliers to give us 100% beef in every shipment. And our quality controls make sure that they do. It pays off. Parents trust a McDonald's hamburger. That's why we sell over $2 million a day. Ask any mother why McDonald's is her kind of place. She'll give you all kinds of answers. Quality. Cleanliness, fast service. Ask any child and he'll tell you McDonald's is fine. And the hamburgers are good. You see what they did there? They appealed to they appealed to the mom with the kids who maybe don't they're so busy that during the day that they don't have time to they don't have time sometimes they don't have time to make dinner because they're so busy doing all these things and they're and with with the kids and all because of, because of that life. I get that. I've been I'm there with my two kids. However, McDonald's marketed to that and they marketed it perfectly. Hey, these mothers say that these mothers say if you ask these mothers about us, they have this to say, this to say, this to say, and kids, kids say we have fun. So guess what? We're here for you. If you don't have the time to cook dinner, we're, we'll always be here. And our food is good. So come on. And so that's how they that's how they appeal. And guess what? In all of those three things. They knew their target audience, like this, like this ad that I just read from. They knew their target audience was going to be the mom who didn't have a whole lot of time to sit down and make dinner. It's perfect, right? With this next, with the one that I read before, with the balance, their target audience were people who were worried about um, the health, the healthiness of McDonald's uh, meals. So let's assuage those feelings. Let's assuage those fears, right? Pepsi. The Pepsi ad was geared toward people on the people on the move, or people who the movers and shakers. Hey, we know you're moving. We know you're doing this. We know you're doing that. And guess what? We know you're spending a lot of energy. So so are we. We're spending a lot of energy trying to get you to where you need to be. So they know their target audience. How is it that you putting up a profile trying to advertise yourself and you don't know your target audience? So many times on these profiles. They either don't say what they're looking for, or they they don't say what they're looking for, or they're confused about what they're looking for, and they'll they'll talk in circles talking about what they're looking for, and they're they're better talking about themselves, and which is which is good because again, these advertisements you have to talk about you have to talk about you you have to talk about the product right. However, there's not a whole lot you don't see them dedicating. Paragraph after paragraph about themselves. Right? Right. Okay. Contrast that with some profiles that I'm gonna I'm gonna go into in the next segment after the next break. But you see, just suffice it suffice it to say that you see where these you see where these things you see where these advertisements go, right? Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take another break. I'm going to take the second break. And then when I come back, I'm going to put plenty of fish. And then using what we just discussed about advertisement campaigns, we're going to go to plenty of fish. And I'm going to show you exactly where these profiles go wrong. All right. So that's going to be that. 
Um, so we're going to take another break, usual commercials, 10 minutes, then we're going to come back and we're going to go through that and we're going to get into the heart of the order. You're listening to the ABC podcast, the Saturday special. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks. Don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to zero pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are said fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. 
And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffle. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment, that's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment, get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, 
just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Sorry about that. I was just, I was joined by my cat. And uh, that's one of the things, like, when you have a home studio like this, is, you know, you get visited by the kids or you get visited by the cat. Or, you know, the dog's, the dog's in her cell right now because, you know, I had to sentence her for doing something that she did. So she's doing some time right now. But, you know, so I try to keep the cat off the computer because the cat, if you're doing a podcast and the cat starts walking across the computer, it's a bad, bad thing. So, yeah, so I just fed the cat. The cat's happy now. She wants to thank me, but I have to keep her off the computer. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Now, with these profiles, and again, I'm just doing I'm doing this so I can help. And I'm doing, I do this free, I'm doing this free of charge. Okay, so come in here and... Come in here, sit down, and compare your profile to what I'm going to say. And if you need to make some changes, then let's let's get a change and let's see if we can improve your improve your station. Because honestly, seriously, you can say you can say that there's nothing wrong, and you can say that your profile is one of the best out there. That's fine. But the fact that you're currently online on these dating sites, you're you're currently using the dating sites, means that there's something going on while you haven't gotten any responses, which is why you're, or any quality responses, while you're which is why you're still here instead of offline and taking a profile down because you found somebody. So that's the logic. That's the logic I'm working with behind this. Now, where do we start? 
Well, we start where do we start where where every dating profile starts is with the photo, right? Because the first thing they always want you to do is upload a photo after you after you sign up. So the first thing you do is usually the first thing you usually do is upload a photo. And for the life of me, I don't understand how it is you choose the photos you choose for the for what we call the face of the company, because some of these photos, I all need help. So. Now they have some good ones. There are some good ones. And I'm going to, again, point to some ones. I'm going to point to some that are good and bad or whatever. But let's see. This this one here that belongs to Rin, Rin underscore 895i on Plenty of Fish. Her, this photo is, is nice because, again, she's looking at something. She's not looking at the camera which can work or not work depending on the angle. Now, there's a few critiques I do have of this photo, but all in all, it works because she's got, uh, um, she's wearing this dress. Now, it's from, don't grant it, it's from the chest or the bust up. So, again, we see her face. It's a clear photo, which is good. Clear is always good. Now, what I ran into a lot is either, is either it's grainy and you can't see it, or it's blurry and you can't see it, right? Or it's filtered. The filters are a problem. Just stop with the filters. Filters wreck. Act, filters actually wreck a good picture. Now, this one here, her face is clear, and it's and it's a good thing because you can see that she has this natural beauty about her. That's 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 it's a good thing, okay? Because you're not wearing a lot of makeup, so she's showing off her natural beauty. That's a good thing. Now. It's, and it makes for it makes for a really good picture because her shoulders are turned and she looks like her head is her head is turned over her sh and she's looking over her shoulder and that even though it kind of reminds me of a high school graduation picture but still it's a really nice it's a really nice thing now the fact that it's a selfie is a little bit off putting but you can look past that here's a problem in the background now when you take these pictures. Be mindful of your backgrounds, ladies, gentlemen. Be mindful of your backgrounds and what's in the background, because a lot of times what's in the background can detract from you. Because remember, your photo, your photo is going to put you front and center. Remember what I said about the Pepsi bottle? The same thing with these photos. You want to be front and center because you are the product. So again, keep an eye or keep mind of what's in your background, because a lot of times the background will detract from you and it draws eyes other other places to where instead of where they should be is on you how do we do that well with the background thing a lot of us have iphones way too many of us have iphones and iphone has this feature and i don't know if it's a relatively new feature but here it is if you're going to put a profile picture up using your iphone the best thing to do and i tell you it's almost it's almost foolproof the best thing to do is not take a picture on photo mode. Everybody wants to take a picture on photo mode. Let me bring my iPhone up because I I got one. No, everybody wants to take a picture on photo mode. Stop doing that, especially if you're gonna um especially if you're going to put up make this a main profile picture. Stop using photo mode. It's a bad thing. What you want to use is portrait mode. All right. The reason why is because if you have a lot going on in the background, like she has another picture. It's her in a really nice, it's a really cute red and blue outfit with nature. She's standing on the porch and nature's in the background. 
that's a good that's good right that's and she's looking up and she's looking up at the sky that is a hell of a picture because there's not a whole lot going on in the background that's going to distract your eyes from her as and as a matter of fact it's just going to enhance her it's just going to enhance her surroundings so this is a very good picture of her in fact she has a really good picture well this one is a little bit overexposed with her in the car and this is another thing the pictures in the car and i'm going to tell you how to rectify these but again use use don't use photo mode stop using photo mode use portrait mode because what what happens is if you take a selfie on portrait mode and i'm going to do this in real time just so i can make sure if you use a port if you take a selfie on portrait mode and then you go back you can actually when you edit it um you can actually adjust background blurriness when you do that if you have a lot of if you have a lot of going on in the background, you can blur it out so that you're front and center. It's one of the best things you can do for a profile picture. Now, again, you can have picture against a plain background, which is fine. Just make sure, just make sure that it's not appropriate, but like you just got to make sure that it doesn't it doesn't mess with the coloration of the picture because a lot of times people take um pictures on plain backgrounds and because of what they're wearing it just doesn't work but or because of their skin hue it doesn't work depending on the color of the plain background but um if you have a lot going on in the background then again with portrait mode you can blur that out and then it puts the focus on you because you're clear the background's blurry and it puts you front and center that's one of the best things you can do and is and again, you have an iPhone. It's really simple to do. Costs no money to do it. The pros do that all the time. Now, let's see. Let's go back. Her picture. So her pictures are good stuff for this third one in her in her car. Oh, and if you're in the car, do that as well. If you're in the car, because again, with cars, there's a lot going on. There's back. There's the back seat and whatever may be going on in the back seats that can detract. There's like sunroofs and things. So again. If you're going to do that, use portrait mode, take a selfie on portrait mode and then blur down the background and it's going to bring you, it's going to bring you out and it's going to put you front and center. Also center yourself in the picture. She did actually a very good job of centering yourself in the picture in this one profile. And this is why it works so well. And it would have worked better if she used portrait mode and blurred out the background. It would have been a phenomenal picture. Just, mm. but she just, she just made that one little slip up. She had to make, if she had to blurt that background out, it would have been a 10 out of 10 picture. So remember, your picture is everything. Choose if, make sure you take a picture with the intent of uploading it to a, a site. Don't just go, don't just scroll through the pictures in your phone and go, oh, hey, here's one that's, here's one that'll do. No, take a brand new picture, take a brand new photo, do what I, do what I said, do put it, place on a, put on portrait mode, take that picture. Blur that background if there's a lot. Of, if there's a lot going on, that's going that you think is going to detract from you, and then and then upload that picture. You got to take a picture with intent, because you don't. One thing you don't see with these advertising agencies is you don't see them going through some past historical pictures and just picking one and throwing it out there. No, they take a very specific purpose. They take a very specific picture for a very specific advertisement, and that's how they do it. So with these pictures, you got to kind of take the same approach. You have to take a picture that's going, that is expressly for the purpose of putting it on these profiles. Now, 
Next thing they want you to do, some some have some questions that they ask you about, you know, about, I know, Match.com. Hang on. Let me pull up Match, actually. I'm going to do this in real time. Let me pull up Match. And like with my profile, well, let's see. Actually, let me let me go into somebody else's profile. Um, so Match.com, they do things like, well, the job I do for money or the team I follow best or, or the people who know most about me. Um, be, be clever in those because you want to stand out from the rest. So please be clever with those. Your bio is equally as important because remember, as I read the, as I read the blurbs from, from the advertisements, you understood that they have a very, they have a very specific purpose of drawing people in and getting people to buy their product. Now, let's go back to, let's go back to this person. Let's go back to Rin895. Great pictures, right? Great pictures. One picture falls a little bit short. I give it about an eight of 10 just because she would have got a 10 of 10 if she had a blurred the background, but that is what it is. She still gets an eight of 10 on that picture. Um, her conversation starters on plenty of fish. Laughter, discovery, exploring, life together, companionship, partnership, romance, good food, holding hands, enjoying life. Now she puts what she puts what she likes in the conversation starters. Don't do that. If there's something that you like to talk about, that's where you put that. All right. Let's see. Again, let's see. She's fifty from Kirkland. She's self-employed. She's got a master's degree. I touched that in the previous show. I'm not going back. She has an athletic build, which is true. She has a very nice figure. Uh, blonde, blue, blonde on blue, and she's Caucasian, of course. She's blonde. Uh, let's see. Now, here's our bio. I'm looking for a romantic partner who shares my passion for travel and adventure, and open to trying new things and learning new skills. I think traveling together strengthens relationships and creates lasting memories. I'm zooming ten years. I'm zooming ten years old. Ten years old here, and I need to avoid some people. Whatever that means, I don't know. I'm zooming 10 years old here, and I need to avoid some people. I don't know. And just because I don't know, it's probably better off left than left off of the bio. But comparing that with some of the more successful advertisements, yeah, it says what, what you're looking for. But whereas McDonald's and Pepsi and Coca-Cola, they said what, yeah, they told you that their their product is good and their product tastes good, but also that what they have to offer you. I'm not seeing a whole lot of what Miss Rin 895i has to offer. And again, you're good at talking about yourself, and that's a good thing. But and you say what you're looking for, but what do you have to offer, man? What are you, what are you offering the person who answers? And why are you waiting for why are you waiting for somebody to message you before you tell them what you have to offer? What if they don't message you at all? What if the what if the right guy just passes you up because he doesn't know what you have to offer? This is just something to think about, right? She doesn't poke, doesn't drink socially, doesn't do drugs, she's Catholic. But that's all she but that's all she has. It's a wasted opportunity. Her her pictures are great. Kind of miss a target with the conversation starters, but whatever, right? She missed she missed a golden opportunity there. So if she had said, if she had marketed herself, if she had advertised herself better in her bio, she I can see her getting a whole lot of even being fifty years old. I can see her being getting a whole lot of responses just by having a good blurb 
and these great pictures. But it's a wasted opportunity. And this is why this is why I say these are the things you need to pay attention to when you do this, because again, advertisement is everything. Just ask Coke, Pepsi, McDonald's. Advertisement is everything. And again, if you know if you know that your product is good, yeah, say that your product is good. Don't go around boasting it, but say that your product is good. Let people find out for themselves. And then if your product is good and your advertisement is good, then you will, then that's, that's how you build a loyal following. This has Disney. They know that too. Disney's finding out the hard way that, well, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Let's see. Who's next? Um, now, when we talk about pictures, yeah, the face, you know, facially is important. Um, the other, the thing is selfies. A lot of selfies. Here's the thing about a lot of selfies. And I'm pretty sure I said this before. I'm just going to reiterate it. So many selfies give the impression that you're arrogant. And I always tell people when they, when they talk about on, you know, Instagram and everything. And I always tell people. If you meet somebody, right, and they give you their Instagram, they give you the Facebook, whatever, the first thing you're going to want to do is look through their entire photo album. Because if they have, the more selfies they have, chances are, like, the correlation between selfies on your profile and narcissism is very high. There's a very high positive correlation with that. Now, let's say, well, I'm not saying that the correlation equals causation, but the correlation is there. So do with that information what you will. Same thing on these dating profiles. If you have a bunch of selfies and not a whole bunch of things that people pictures that people took of you, then it gives a certain impression. Let's just say that. Uh, let's try Miss Nelly. She's forty-three years old from Oak Harbor. She's five-one, and she's a rather Ruben-esque black woman. And again. Here's a, here's a classic example of not blurring out the background in the picture. Now, she took a picture, she took a selfie close-up of her face, but the door in the background is big and white and is very distracting, right? If she had blurred that out and put her face front and center, it would have been all the better. Now, this one, she's got her hands, in the, she's got her hands up the back of her head. And again, very Rubenesque woman. I wouldn't, maybe not this particular picture. I don't know. It's just, it, to me, to me, when people do that, it just says, it, it gives the, it gives the air of desperation. I'm just going to say that. Okay. It just looks like you're just, you're just trying too hard. This is a good picture. For her being such a Rubenesque woman, this is a good picture. And it would have been, and it's, because here's uh, yes, the background is blurry, which is good because it it brings more attention to her face. But the entire picture is blurry. The entire picture is kind of grainy. If she would have done use portrait mode and just blurred the background, and left her face clear, that would have been that would have been a hell of a picture. Um, this one, yeah, okay, marginal. So her pictures are okay. They're okay. 
Let's see, our conversation starters, I love talking about my family. See, there we go. There we go. Her conversation starter, she loves talking about her family. So you know that when you when you come, ask her about her family. They're a big part in your life. So ask her about her family. Ask her um, how many brothers and sisters she has. That's what she wants. And she made a part of her conversation starters, which is absolutely what you're supposed to do. Now, uh, basics, I guess she has a business. What her business is, I don't know. She has an associate's degree, so it make a whole lot of money. But... Uh, let's see. She wants a date, but nothing serious. That's good. Brown on brown, curvy. It's big. Rubenesque. Hey, plenty of fish. And I know you're not listening to this, but I got a. I can, for the people who run plenty of fish. Can I? Can I just ask a favor? Um, instead of saying curvy because curvy has a whole different annotation connotation, can we just make Rubenesque an option? Maybe not say like the F word, like the F A T word. But Rubenesque would be a nice option, so we understand that. We understand because there's a definite delineation between curvy and Rubenesque. So let's let's stop because curvy is a certain shape, and Rubenesque is another shape. So when you say curvy, you expect one shape, and then you say, "Oh wait, no, that's not curvy. That's Rubenesque." So there's that. About Miss Nelly, I'm a laid-back woman, easygoing, but I don't put up with bullcrap. I'm straight to the point. Love to laugh and smile all the time. Overall, I like enjoying myself. Okay, fine. But again, what are you offering? You see, here's the thing. If I'm going to put up a profile, right? And again, aren't you on these dating sites yet? Yes, I use these dating sites for content like I do every freaking Saturday. So don't, don't hit my inbox with that garbage. But here's the thing. If I was going to put up, if I was going to put up a profile today, now I get it. I, I put up a profile that kind of trolled women when I was dating and a lot of the more left of the center women didn't like what I had to say. And I get that. That was purely for effect. But, um, if I was going to put up a profile that's like halfway serious, I would say, I would talk about myself. Yes. You know, I have a podcaster. Um, I'm easygoing. I like to laugh. I like certain. I like this kind of movie. I like this kind of movie, and I love this kind of music. I'd say I, because I do. I like. I like comedies. I like romantic comedies. I like horror movies, and I like jazz music. I like jazz and oldies, right? Fifties, sixties music, oldies. My conversations. My conversation starters would be anything about anything about college football, right? That's my that's my conversation starter. I love college football. Is my thing. Also, um, auto racing. Start a conversation with me about auto racing. And in my bio, yes, I would say, I would say that, well, I wouldn't say where I live because where I live would always be there. But I would describe, of course, I would describe myself. And then I would say something like, I would say something like, um, looking for, um, what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this kind of woman who has this, this, has this qualities because I'm looking, and I'm looking for somebody who doesn't mind, who doesn't mind a traditional role, who um, who doesn't mind being in a relationship where the man is a primary breadwinner. And then I would say something like, because I know that, and I'd say something like, I want to be your rock. I want to be your support because I know you, we both have, we all have hard days. And my and my relationship, my true belief about relationships is that a relationship isn't made unless we're there for each other. And I want to be there for you. 
you understand why you understand that I'm also saying what not only what I am, like the advertisements say, but what I will do for you. And that that makes that is what makes a good that's what makes a good profile. Not only what you are, but what you have to offer me. What do you have to offer me, ma'am? You just you talk about yourself, which is good, but again, when you have a lot of selfies and then you talk about yourself, what air what 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 vibe does that give off? I'm just gonna ask that. And I want you guys to seriously think about that. As you look at your profiles, when you when you put up these profiles and you have all these selfies and then you only talk about you in your bio, in your about, and I get it, it says about Miss Nelly, so she she put about her. But when you only say what when you only talk about you and then you have all these selfies, what vibe does that give off? And do you think that anybody who's serious will look at all these selfies, look at a bio that's all about you, and think that this is some kind of this is some kind of person that they're gonna want to be with? You know, I have a cousin. I have a cousin. His name's Moselle. We call him Tony. His name is Moselle Tony Smith. We call him Tony. He's an attorney. Very accomplished attorney. Um, probably one of the most accomplished people in my family. Tony's favorite subject is about Tony. And I'm pretty sure Tony's still single to this day. Which is fine. If that's Tony, if that's Tony's thing, that's Tony's thing. I love Tony. Tony is my favorite cousin. Tony's my favorite cousin, all right? For obvious reasons. Well, reasons that are obvious to me. Tony's my favorite cousin. Tony likes to talk about Tony. Tony's favorite thing in this world is Tony. And it shows in his lifestyle. And there's just a lot of things that people don't put up with Tony because we know that when Tony comes around, the only thing Tony is ever the only thing Tony ever talks about is Tony. So people, not me, because me and him, we we crack it up because we're both in the military, and so we have a lot to talk about in the military. But to the to the normies out there who who have a glancing experience with Tony, they're kind of put off because Tony, all Tony ever talks about is Tony. And it's kind of the same thing here. Ma'am, if the only thing you're gonna you're ever gonna talk about is you, you're not offering any kind of you're not offering any the promise of any kind of stimulating conversation. Because between the selfies and the blur being all about you, we get the impression that any conversation is gonna be you focused. And I'm pretty sure there's other things in this world to talk about than just you. So if that's you and you have one of these profiles, change it. Change it. Because you don't want you don't want the brand. You don't want to be branded with what that will brand you with. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Let's go back. Let's find somebody else. Now, this woman, her name is Beautiful Suffering. Interesting name, kind of poetic, but it's also kind of melancholy. I would really avoid the melancholy. And after this, I'll give you another tip for your profile that I just thought of that I was trying to think of during the commercial break and I couldn't, but now it just hit me. So I put a pin in that. And then after I, I examine her profile. So again, her, her feature profile, the face of her company is a shot of her in a car. Now the picture is clear. Very clear, high def, very good. Um, makeup is somewhat nicely done. She's in a car, and she never, and she didn't bother to blur this, blur the screen. So, 
it's very the car thing is just pretty distracting. Other than that, she has a nice she has a nice smile and her hair's and her hair and makeup is pretty on point. And she's uh, blonde on blue, so it's a good picture. Uh, despite the fact that her her car doesn't make the fact that she's in a car and she never bothered to blur the picture doesn't put her front and center. It, it puts her. Yeah, she's a focus, but it's it's not her. It's her in the car, and that's that. I think is a the biggest problem. It's not you. It's you in a car. So if you'd have blurred, if you'd have blurred the car, then it would have just been you, and that would have been a net positive. But okay, her next picture it's it's dark and her face is bright, which is good. The contrast is really good, and she's got like um, slats in her shirt, and. It just makes for a really good contrast because her skin glows against the darkness and her hair blends in with like the dark. All in all, this is an interesting picture and I understand why she put it there. It's it's really good. It's it's a poetic picture. I'll just say that. It's a selfie, but with a dark background, but her skin is she's a little bit pale. But you can see, you can see. It would have been more interesting again if she blurred the background. Her pictures are good. She has a nice, you know, she has a nice smile. A more Rubenesque woman, but she has she has great smile, pretty eyes, her pretty eyes, long hair, um, arm tattoo, which is she has a nice arm tattoo. I don't know if it's a full sleeve or what. But again, ma'am, um, beautiful suffering. Your pictures would be, and I know, armchair quarterbacking. You are being Rubenesque. You are a beautiful woman. You you just are, and. You have a great smile, great everything. Everything about you is, is good, and you have some light on dark pictures. The contrast is really good. However, a lot of selfies, a lot of selfies. We don't have you in context. This one's kind. Of, it's still a, it's still a kind of a selfie, but there's nothing. Place graduation pictures. You have a lot of pictures, but they're all like they're all selfies. And again. Let's go through this profile and then let's go through the rest of the profile and then I'll give you what I my total thoughts on it. Let's see. She's fifty-three, she's from Tacoma, five seven, blessed beyond measures. Conversation starters. What are your passion? What do you enjoy doing? Do you have a job? Do you have a job just for a paycheck or do you have a career or a job you love? What do you want? And again, um her questions are about you, which can be a good thing. Let me let me let me pick these words carefully because I don't want to say something that I don't mean. So, her, so the questions are the questions she wants me. She wants the person to talk about themselves to her, which is better than her talking about herself in the conversation starters. I mean, but then again, the conversation starters should be what should we talk about. So again, wanting to talk about the other person is actually kind of good, and I think you can you can honestly gauge somebody from what they say about themselves. That says no arrogant, egotistical, or pompous men, no hookups or one night stands. This is under conversation starters. I don't know why this is under conversation starters, ma'am, but this should be under. Well, we'll put a pin in that. I enjoy a lot of various music genres, however, rock and roll. Is it my soul? I do not drink, do drugs of any kind. That includes smoking pot. About beautiful suffering. I'm not in one night stands, hookups. I'm easygoing, fun-loving woman who loves to laugh. I am extremely honest. 
So don't ask me a question if you can't handle the truth. I'm grateful for all that comes my way, the good and the bad. Without the bad, I wouldn't recognize the good if uh, if it came up and slapped me in the face. That's a good one. That's a good line. I'm beyond blessed. All my needs are met, and so many in the world wouldn't even know what that meant. The only thing missing in my life is that special man to share my everything with. I'm extremely shy at first, usually when never make the first move until I get to know someone well. That doesn't make sense, but okay. We'll get back to that. If, if interested, reach out and say hi. I'm interested in a strong, loving, understanding, dominant man. I'm not vanilla. If you don't know what that means, then I'm probably not the one for you. I understand exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't, but the fact, I don't see a collar on you, but that, that's that's whatever. I don't see a choker on you, but that's okay, sure. <laughs> um, trust me, I understand what you mean. Now, beautiful suffering. Here's the thing. Your profile is okay. What here's what your problem is. Your problem is it's disjointed. You don't know you don't know you don't understand your target audience or you don't know who you want your target audience to be. Because you don't know if you want your target audience to be someone in someone in that lifestyle, in the DS lifestyle, or if you want somebody or if you just want somebody to be now if it's if it's one and the same, because I understand that a lot of that a lot of D's, a lot of people in the DF, DS lifestyle, the D the D and the S make a, make a go of it together, and I get that. But honestly, if if that's what it was, if that's really what it was, don't go through the rigmarole of saying um, you don't want hookups, you don't want one-night stands, and going through the whole rigmarole saying you're grateful for all that comes to you by your way, because that's going to appeal to every man, not that man. Now, if you want that man, then gear that, gear your profile to that, point your profile to that man. Tell them that you don't have an owner. <laughs> Tell them that you're in this lifestyle, that nobody put a collar on you yet. You under, understand? People, people. If you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. But if you're not going to, if you're not, if you don't want somebody like that as a as a as a long term relationship, then don't mention anything about not being vanilla. Okay, because again, that's pointed to a certain crowd. So again, understand your target audience, and then point your profile at a target at a specific target audience. All right. So I'm going to say about that. The next thing I need to talk about with your profiles is the fact that, again, disjointed profiles. This is a perfect example of one where she, <laughs> this beautiful suffering, and I don't mean to pick, I don't, I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm really not. But here's the thing. Your pic, your pictures don't come across as a certain lifestyle, yet you threw that you threw in your profile that you are of, are of that lifestyle. It's a, it's very disjointed, and it leaves people wondering, well, what is the real deal? Are you vanilla or are you not? Because you don't come across in your pictures as, as being in the lifestyle. However, you say you're in the lifestyle, even though nothing in your pictures say you're in the lifestyle. So what is the deal? And then you're saying that, yes, you want somebody that's in that lifestyle, yet you're... Yet the rest of the blurb isn't geared toward people that are in that lifestyle. This appeared to is pointed toward um, the everyday man. So it's a very disjointed profile, and I come across that a lot. And the biggest, the biggest offense that I see 
especially with the pictures, is the fact that you you may say you're fun loving, you love to laugh and everything, but all your pictures are serious. You're not smiling or you're in some kind of a serious situation. Or you say um, you're serious, ready to settle down, and you have all these skills. Yet all of your pictures are you partying and with other people, and it's like it's very disjointed. It's very you, pictures say one thing, the pictures tell one story, and your blur tell a completely different story, and people are left confused by the profile. So again, if you're gonna aim, if you're going to play up certain certain personal strengths, then you have to play that up in the pictures as well as in the bio. Your pictures have to tell the story that the bio. Pictures have to tell the visual story that the bio puts into words. This is what that's what I'm trying to say. And if your bio doesn't match your pictures, then it leaves people wondering what the real deal is, and that's how people come to not trust what's going on online is because pictures tell one story and the bio tells something completely different, and that that shakes a lot of potential matches. That that. That takes a lot of potential matches out of the equation, especially people who are looking for some something serious. So that's another crime that I see being debated with these profiles. And this one is is kind of no different because, again, she says she's in a certain lifestyle. She makes she alludes to the fact that she's in a certain lifestyle when her pictures do not do not tell that story. So, again, there's a way to convey that you're in that lifestyle i.e. you should have a choker on seriously um but the fact that you don't means that you are the pictures say that you are something that you say you are not in your profile so again that's that's an issue there so with these profiles you have to again you have to make sure that the pictures tell the story the pictures tell the visual story that your bio puts into words you do that and you will have a market increase in the quality of your responses. I guarantee you that. Again, that's a big crime that I see committed in a lot of these profiles. I got new likes, but look, ma'am, if you read my if you read my bio, you know that I'm not here for dating, so I'm not going to respond to your likes, and that's just it. I'm sorry that it's that way, but it's that way for a reason. This one here is also another crime that I see committed. Um, Sean Alu, Sean Alu seventy. It's another crime that I see committed in these pictures, and it's a crime committed by a lot of the more Rubenesque women. Now she looks like she's a little more curvy than Rubenesque, but she has a few extra pounds on her. Not knocking her for that. However, stop taking the top-down photos. I'm gonna tell you why. With the top-down photos, you have to do one of two things: either a do what she did and Put your face in a position where you really can't see what's going on. All you see is like eyes and a nose and like maybe the mouth, but you can't really tell facial structures or anything like that. And then it shows out to your cleavage. And if you want people to see your cleavage instead of your face, well, then this is the shot for you. But chances are you're not going to want people to focus on your cleavage. Your face is what you want. Like, how is it? I got to ask this question. I, I And I'm sorry to go off. On, how is it that... Women for decades would tell men, my eyes are up here, right? Because I guess the, the, I guess the, what's it called? The perception is that men look, men stare at the breasts and then the women say, my eyes are up here. 
to try to get men to not look at their breasts and look at their eyes. Yet they're posting pictures from the top down showing the cleavage and not really the face. I don't get that. And if you're if you're one of those if you're one of those people, I please tell me the logic behind this. Go to my page and like or send me an email with and tell just explain to me the logic behind that. How is it that you take a top down photo, putting your cleavage front and center, and then when men look, and then as men look at your cleavage out in the real world, you say my eyes are up here. It this it again, you're telling a story that you may not um and another thing with the top-down picture is the fact that you get a lot of things in the background that you may not want. So, again, if you're going to do that, I don't recommend it, but if you're going to do it, blur out the background. Stop using photo mode. Start using portrait mode. I tell you, it makes a hell of a lot of difference. Trust me, just do it. Take one picture, take a picture, take a selfie, and it doesn't matter what you have. In a, as a matter of fact, here, do this. Create a, create a huge mess, right? It doesn't it doesn't matter where. Just create a huge mess, and then take a selfie. Take a selfie in portrait mode of you with this mess behind you, and then look at that picture, and then blur out the pic, and then blur out the background, and watch the difference. I'm telling you, it works. It's a hundred percent improvement. Let's see. Uh, conversation starters. Country music. Country music. Coffee and Jesus. So she's religious. Um. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Because that's going to open up a whole new can of, can of worms, and I don't want to, I don't want to open up in this show. Um, I currently work weekends, I work day shift, and not a night out. I work, I work a lot, but we'll change that when I meet the right person. Um, so here's the thing with this: again, not advertising yourself well. Why? Because you're saying you're religious, yet you're showing us your cleavage. That's one thing. You say you're all about Jesus, and you're showing your cleavage. Again, it's disjointed. Okay, if you're going to say you're about Jesus, wear something conservative please. Um, or at least you don't have to wear something conservative, but in your pictures, you should be wearing something conservative. I'm just saying. Um, she works weekends. And here's the thing about her about, again, what do you have to offer me? Because all I see is you work a lot. Well, you work, if you work a lot, what time, and I'm, again, I'm speaking as a man who would see this and is looking for somebody for a long-term relationship. I'm looking through these. I'm looking at this with this lens. What do you have to offer me besides you working all the time? And then you say, "I'll change that when I meet the right person." Why would I require you to change your work schedule? And then why? So you can hold against hold it against me later down the road. Well, I changed my schedule for you, but I never asked you to do that. So why would you offer? That's you. You understand? You you're painting a picture. You're painting a picture that, no, you're writing a check that you may or may not want to cash later on down the line. Chances are you won't want to cash down the line. And if that's the case and you're thinking that, if that's the case and you're thinking that you're going to hold that as a weapon against somebody, when all they have to say is, I never asked you to do that. You said you do that in your profile, but you're trying to hold that against somebody. You understand where that, where you crash your own plane. So again, with these profiles, eh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, let's go through a couple more because I have I have some time. Um, this one here, this one is Christina L twenty twenty two. She disabled messaging this fight. Um, I think I might have done her already though. Can I kind of remember? 
Let's see. Um, again with the picture is good. Picture is good. She her makeup's nicely done and everything. But then button up the shirt because honestly, um, you have your shirt unbuttoned and the cleavage is showing, but it gives off a picture. It gives off a vibe that you. I don't know if you want that vibe given off on a dating profile because then you'll be wondering why it is that men want hookups and one night stands and things like that. And it's because they see what they see when you post that kind of a picture. And, and again, there's nothing overtly wrong with the picture. Um, again, her, she's front and center. Her face is front and center. It's just that her shirt is open. You can see her cleavage and to have that as the face of the company. And then you wonder why you get people who want one night stands and hookups. It's just, it's disjointed. Again, uh, this one's kind of a distant mirror shot and cleavage front and center again. Oh, this is not a good shot. Not a good shot at all. This one's a mirror shot and there's way too much going on. There's way too much on this table here. Way too many items on this table that's in front of this mirror. It's got a phone. There's a phone on the wall. There's shoes on the ground. Your eye is everywhere, and her dress doesn't make it any better. The dress is dress. The dress is a nice dress in and of itself. I like the pattern. But, but um, again, the dress with everything on the table, with this, it's way too busy. Your eyes are everywhere. And by the time you get, a, by the time you get to her, it's like, oh, wait, she's in the picture. But you're focusing on everything else. So very bad advertisement, very bad, very bad photo advertising. Same thing here. I get it. Gym shot. Um, you're working to lose weight and you're in the gym locker room. However, not a good look with all the lockers in the background. Again, again, take a selfie and then blur out the background. If that's your, that's going to be your setting. Same picture in a room. Hold on. Let me. Because my mouse is starting to die. I forgot to charge my mouse. I charged my headphones. I didn't charge my mouse. What the heck? Ramsey, get it together. I'll plug my mouse in. Okay. Same room as a couple of pictures ago. A lot going on on the table with the mirror and everything. People's eyes are looking at everything else, trying to figure out what all this stuff is and not on her. It's a very bad thing. Not only that, she's got a lot of stuff on the wall behind her that, again... People are looking at the phone. People are looking at the photo behind her, at the painting behind her. You look at all this stuff on the table that's in the foreground. By the time you figure out, oh, she's in this picture, you're already focused on everything else. You damn near forgot she was in the picture. Again, these kind of pictures are a big no-no on, on profiles. And she has several in front of the same mirror. And it's not a good, it's not good. It's just really not. So let's see. Um, she's forty-one from Tacoma, five-eight. Um, it is what it is. Time will tell. That's her. That's her intro. Conversation starters. Have you read my entire profile? No, but I'm about to. Ever had any cool but unusual dates? Tattoo date? Extra? Oh yeah, I think I did her last. Yeah, I did this a while ago, a few Saturdays ago. That's where I remember her. But she has great conversation starters. And here's where she crashed the plane. Now let's go back. Let's revisit her. But so she says she wanted something else, something different, something more passion, romance, perhaps. Maybe quiet conversation, candlelit rooms, perhaps something a big second. She quoted Nicholas Parks. Now, here's what she wants. In need of adult conversation. So I'm doing this whole POF thing and I enjoy meeting new people. I have two children that live with me full time. 
They are older, so it's easier for me to get out when I choose to, but I'm predominantly a homebody. Some things that I like to do are walk on the waterfront, take my doggo to the dog park, go out for drinks or a movie, or even a drink or two. Okay, ma'am, if that's the case, why didn't you reflect that in your photos? You see, it would have been a whole lot better. It would have been a whole lot more believable if, okay, I get it, you're predominantly a homebody, and the pictures tell do kind of tell that story. But if you're going to say that you like taking your doggo to the dog park, where's the picture of you and your dog at the dog park? If you say you like to do what? go for walks on the waterfront, where's the picture of you walking on the waterfront? I mean, you know, your, your pictures have to tell the visual story that your bio puts into words. Again, I can't stress that enough. It says, I do enjoy hiking and camping during the summer months when it is warm. Okay, where's a picture of you hiking or camping? Just one, just one picture of each thing that you like to do. I love to curl up with a good book instead of watching TV, but I also do love a crime show on TV. Now, that's all about you. Now, all these pictures are taking selfies of you. What about what it is that you have to offer somebody? This is the biggest crime I see committed, is that you don't say what you have to offer anybody. Now, with the last few minutes that I have left, I'll talk, I'll talk, to, the, I'll talk to the men. Because men, our job with these profiles is pretty easy. Number one, again photo that puts you front and center, okay? Blur out the background. Use portrait mode. Number two, um, again, like I tell the women, and again, a lot of this, a lot of these that I tell the women is also for you. Um, make sure your pictures tell the story that, your bio, that you want your bio to, um, that you want your bio to say, right? Your pictures are going to tell the visual story that, you're gonna, that your bio is going to put into words. So make your bio match the pictures. That's number two. Number three, be clear about what it is you're looking for. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, say so. If you're looking for a three-letter situationship, NSA, BSA, uh, FWB, whatever it is, say so. Give the women a chance to find out if they want to deal with it or not. Um, but be clear about what you want and then be clear about who you want. Um, don't just say you don't, you don't know what you're looking for or you'll just take whatever comes along because they'll expect you to just take whatever comes along. And if whatever comes along isn't to your liking, then you're stuck, right? So be clear about who it is, who it, uh, who it is you want. And I tell the same thing to women. Know your target audience and then point your, point your profile at your target audience. If you want your target audience, men, if you want your target audience to be a younger, a younger person, maybe, you know, maybe fit or have an, a young person with an active lifestyle, Make sure you point your profile in that direction. Play up the fact that you're active. Play up the fact that you like to go out and do things. You like to spend some time at the gym or go jogging. Or make sure you make sure you point that at people who actually like to live active lifestyles. You know, don't just don't just talk about yourself and that's and just say I'm looking for a woman that's this and that. Make sure you point your make sure you point your profile at a specific target audience and. Again, y'all do that, and I guarantee, I guarantee that you will see a dramatic uptick in responses by quality people, like people that you're actually looking for, and not just and not just people who want to do whatever, whatever it is you don't want to do. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. Um, I did that so that because I genuinely want you. 
I genuinely, I genuinely want you to get the bang for your buck because I understand a lot of you pay good money to be on these sites. And if nobody's, and if you're not matching with anybody, and again, it's part of the reason why I don't like dating sites because dating sites aren't geared to help people find people. They're geared to keep people on to keep that money, to keep that cash flow going. If you find your match, you have no reason to be on the dating site. If everybody on the dating site found their match and got off the dating site, the dating site wouldn't make any money. So why would they Why would they have a vested interest in seeing you find somebody? No, that's not the dating app's job. My job here is to help you help you build a better profile because if you build a better mousetrap, the world would be the path to your door. So if you build that better profile, people will come and find you. And that's why I'm doing this. There's no other reason. Anyway, again, maybe some thanks for listening. Um, catch me on social media. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Facebook. Three profiles. I got my personal, my personal Facebook. I have my public, my personal public page, and then I have the show page. So Jesse Ramsey or the ABC podcast. Look those up, and you'll find me. I'm also on X, formerly known as Twitter. And come the New Year's, I'll probably be, I'll probably wrap up my activity there. And then I'm also on True Social. I'm, I'm on a lot of social medias. Just look up at J Ramsey ABC. You find me, follow me. I'm also on TikTok. I put up a couple of videos there. I'll probably wrap it up next year. We'll see how that, we'll see how time goes. So, and then I'm on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so if you're on Blog Talk Radio, follow my page or bookmark it and you'll get my show. Also, I'm on SoundCloud. So go, Go get me on SoundCloud. And then I'm also on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an iPhone, search the ABC Podcast. And there you go. My show is free. You can subscribe, get all the content. That's it. And with the last couple of minutes that I have, I want to sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, wish you a happy, healthy, and productive new year. Let's go into 2024 going for what it is that we want. Let's find that love that we're looking for. Let's find, let's get into that relationship because I don't, one thing I don't want is for society to collapse when we're so close to the goal of bringing people together. This is not what we're all, this is not what we're about. So let's live, let's laugh, let's love, and let's go into 2024 knowing that we're going to find the love we deserve. And that's it. Also, I have a New Year's, I have, do have a New Year's resolution. I'm not going to be here on Monday for obvious reasons, New Year's Day, and I've got some games to watch. But Tuesday, I'll be back on Tuesday, 11 a.m., and I'm going to tell you what my New Year's resolution is, and it's a big one. So it's it's something I've never done before, and it's, I'm excited to do it. And that's it. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm ABC. I'm out. Peace. Remember, the future is whatever you make of it. So go out there and make the dating world a better place.